episode here on Playmakers Bar, the Playmakers Bar, and Shooting Lights Out is sponsored by Fanatics. Get your fish and license everything with, with fanatics.com. Get ready for the NFL draft with special customized hat for the NFL draft. They need the other cool items, memorabilia, and everything what you need with fanatics.com. Official license everything, official sponsor of the NFL draft and the NBA playoffs. Also, shooting lights out sponsored by Liz. Locker rooms by Liz. Get all types of hat work for the NFL draft, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and even the Army collection for the MLB. Get your customized hat. Get your favorite hat at Liz by Locker Rooms by Liz. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for shooting. Lights out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing today on this Tuesday, April 25th, 2023? Welcome to Shooting Lights Out. You know me, your host, the playmaker down the sun is out here in Jasper, Florida. You, know, you, know, you already know we're going to talk about NBA playoffs. And that's all we need to talk about today. So I'm not going to hold too much of your time, but I do thank y'all for tuning in today and being here with me. It's been a fun ride so far through these playoffs. It's been a very, how can I say this? It's draining as well because so many stuff has happened in the playoffs that is not fortunate for the NBA or the fans at the very least. Nevertheless, we're going to talk about it. We're going to recap last night. Trust me, we're going to get into last night. We're going to recap Sunday night, and we're going to preview tonight's games and Wednesday's games, and we're going to call it a show. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. As you can see here, the NBA playoffs here. Let's get some news out the way. Joel Embiid. Probable 50% for the start of next series, as you know. Back on Saturday, the Philadelphia 76ers, they done away with the Brooklyn Nets in four games, sweeping the series with a 96-88 win in game four up in Brooklyn. Without Joel and B, Tobias Harris stepped up with the game high of 25 points to lead the way for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, James Harden gave you a 17, 8, and 11 type of game. You got 16 from Tyrese Massey. They did what they think, but the health concerns of Joel Embiid now becomes a very intriguing thing going into the next year because we got a feeling who they're going to be facing next year, and if they don't have Joel Embiid, they don't have a chance in hell. Moving on. House Devontae Murray suspended one game for conduct for, for contact with an official. For those of you who watched game four, I do believe that was Saturday, right? No, game four back on Friday. No, not Friday. I'm getting my days messed up. Um, Sunday, Sunday. Game four was Sunday. With the Boston Celtics winning 129 to 
121, which I probably I think I got that game in there somewhere to recap. Javante Murray did something that you should never, ever do. He made contact with the fish at the end of the game, which is why he can suspend it for game five. Come on, man. Oh, this one breaks my heart. Miami Heat, Victor Oladipo says left patella tended. Uh, this happened in game three over the weekend when the Heat uh, pretty much demolished the Milwaukee Bucks 121-99 in game three. And the thing was, Jimmy Butler went down. He was hurting. He really didn't finish the game that way in the fourth quarter. And but with all the people going down, and when he going down, he knew you can read his lips. He said he, when Caleb Martin came over there, he said it's over. He or he knew right away it was over. And it's just a shame that Bedola Depot has to go through another surgery on that left knee again. This will be the third surgery in five, four or five years on his on his knees, man. You just feel for Bedola Depot because he just. He just want to play ball, man. He just want to hoop. He just want to have fun. He want to be on the court and play in big time games. Have a have some of a performance what Jimmy Butler did the other last night, which I'll get into later on. But you just feel for Vidola people, man. We pray for a safe and a re- not a speedy recovery. We just pray for a healthy, fully recovery for Vidola people. But this this is just painful to watch to watch it live. When it happened, you just knew it was one of them injuries right there. You just knew. But nevertheless, we pray for a fully recovered book of double people to get back. And with that being said, this is where we are at right now. Only one series is over. Thanks to Sporting News for this bracket right here, which I will be using for the remainder of the playoffs. So the next time. Maybe we do shooting lights out. This this uh bracket will be updated using this. As you can see, the Philadelphia Seven Sisters moved on for nothing. I might put the series record on the side here so y'all know how the series ended. But for zero, Seven Sisters move on. They are waiting to win of the Boston Celtics and Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the Knicks the Knicks are in, are in control of the Cavaliers. The Heat are in control of the Bucks. Nuggets look to finish off the Wolves. Suns. Is a control over the Clippers. Warriors and Kings are deadlocked, and the Grizzlies are struggling against the Lakers. So by the time we do our next episode, we should see some more spots filled. How irresistible are cheese and crackers? Yep, just go to cookie there for whatever reason. We didn't need that. But nevertheless, let's get to it. And this is where we're going to start right here. So I'm going to leave off right here. New York Knicks take a 3-1 lead over the Cleveland Cavaliers, 102-93. As you can see, R.J. Barrett, 26 points on the day, 9 for 18 from the field. He did not hit on none of his three-point shots, but nevertheless, 26 points is 26 points. Three less than Jalen Brunson, who had 29. And you see at the top, Julius Randle, only seven points. He did not play in the fourth quarter. He only played 27 minutes. He played the same amount of minutes as Mitchell Robinson, but Mitchell Robinson finished the game and Julius Randle didn't. And yet, the Cleveland Cavaliers end up losing. Why? You see Donovan Mitchell right there? 11 points. Two points in the second half. 
Y'all are no longer called the Cleveland Cavaliers. You guys are called the Cleveland Shermans. Thank you to Victor Locke for giving me that on Snow Snowman in the Morning earlier today. Y'all are called the Cleveland Shermans because y'all are playing some soft-ass basketball. Darius Garland showed up at the Garden, Donovan Mitchell did. When Donovan Mitchell showed up in Game 3 at the Garden, Darius Garland didn't. But Darius Garland showed up in Game 4 at the Garden, Donovan Mitchell didn't show up. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, they don't know, they don't know how to control the ball all of a sudden. They get the ball on the rebound, it's just like their hands go out of bounds, get right back to the Knicks. Cleveland is playing soft. And the Knicks are treating you like such soft. Now y'all gotta go home for game five, which I will get to later on. And have to win at home. And it shouldn't even get like this. 51 wins. You won 51 games. And the Knicks are making you look like chumps. The Knicks are making you soft. Shout out to YZLV, by the way. New York Knicks fan. I was on his show yesterday. Stuck in my mind pocket. Very good time to let the playmaker take a back seat and darn near come out and darn near be in the chair. But this is the playmaker back now. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are making our soft. The New York Knicks are making the Cleveland Cavaliers soft. The Cleveland Charmers, that's your name, name. Until you show me otherwise. You are called the Cleveland Charmers. Until you can show me otherwise. By the way, that was back on Sunday. This is Sunday. We kept, we, we're going back to Sunday. This series right here, this series has been it's the most exciting series to watch between the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Sunday night, this game was everything. 126-125 win for, for the champs. Tying the series up 2-2 with both teams defending home court in four games. The Warriors escaped. Oh, they escaped because Steph Curry did not realize that they didn't have no timeouts when he pulled a Chris Weber. <laughs> he put Chris Weber up for the Kings got a technical free throw, which was made by De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox came back and hit a three. I don't know, there was a five, but De'Aaron Fox hit a three. A four-point position they turned it, that turned it from a 126. From a 126 to 121 game to a 126-125 game. That fast because of a little blunder by Stephen Curry. Which you don't see often. Nevertheless, Curry misses the running floater. Kings get the rebound, and you know who they join the playoff for. But nevertheless, they got the ball out of the yard Fox's hands into hands of Mons, who had a damn good look. I mean, a damn good look from three on the wing. And it just burked off the rim. Golden State survived. 2 2, best of three going on. As you can see, a key emerged. 23 points. That man was unconscious. Five from seven from three. The Ricky put on a show at the chasing. On the road, a rookie is doing it against the champs. Very, very impressive with Keegan Murray. Hey, you already know De'Aaron Fox, the clutch man, the most clutch player of the year, clutch player of the year winner. 
De'Aaron Fox, 38 points, nine, nine boards. But Steph, the splash, the splash family. You got the splash brothers and the splash cousins of Curry, Thompson, and Poole. 32 from Curry, 26 from Thompson, and 22 from Poole. Film three was just a tad bit better than what Fox and Murray did. Just a tad bit better. And that's all they needed. That's all they needed. Now it's a best of three to advance to the Western Conference semifinals with two games being in Sacramento and one game being in Golden State. But unfortunately, as you can see here, I mean, very close games. I mean, both teams shot 47% off the ball from the field. Both teams shot 40% off the ball from three. Both teams was hitting free throws. The rebound is equal. You know, the Kings got the edge on the offensive glass and the Warriors got the edge on the defensive glass. The assist goes the Golden State way by six. I mean, it was even. It was back and forth. No team wanted to. This has been the most I've seen. But unfortunately, unfortunately, this news came down. Sources, Kings, De'Aaron Fox, hopeful for game five despite broken finger. It is one thing that's been killing these players, and there's a bunch of things we can talk about. We can talk refs, we can talk rules and all that stuff, but the one thing that's really killing the playoffs this year is the injuries. The injury to Zion Williamson, which I, not design. Yeah, my friend, the injury to Zion Williamson, win, which by the Pelicans didn't make the playoffs. The injury to Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is why the Bucks are in the situation that they're in. Uh, we just talked about the injury to Vidola Depot. The injury to Kawhi Leonard, you know, I would address that in another episode of Shooting Lights. And once that series is complete, you know, I'll be diving deeply into the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, the injury to John Morant. Would that series be different with the Lakers? He never had a hand injury. The injury, now we have the Aaron Fox with a fractured finger. I think they say his index finger on his shooting hand is now a headline, which continues to be a headline throughout these playoffs and injuries. So he's hopeful. At first he was doubtful, now he's hopeful. And he, Without De'Aaron Fox, Golden State will win this series. Because when you have when you're talking about the clutch player of the year and De'Aaron Fox missing the game, that pretty much turns the whole series around. That pretty much does it. And if he does play, how efficient he's gonna be, because he's been very efficient in these first four games. He's been clutch in these first four games. If he can't be clutch in a game five at home, that's problematic for the Kings. Because Golden State only needs one. They need one. One world win. They need one. Game five is the opportunity to get it. And it, it would be a shame that they got it. And it's, and it's because De'Aaron Fox can't play or he's compromised the way that he is. It's a very, very deep shame that is going on like this. But this, this is where we at. This is, this is where we at right now. So I can't. I can't, I can't fathom it, but this is what we got. And then that brings us to the nightcap of Sunday. The Minnesota Timberwolves saved off the elimination. They afforded the sweep with the 114-108 win over the Denver Nuggets. 
Nikola Jokic finally had him. Finally had him again. I can talk about 43 points, 11 boards, six assists. Unfortunately, Mr. Anthony Edwards and channel his Ant Man and made sure he had another trip back to Denver, Colorado. 34 points, six boards, five assists. He made sure he made a trip back to Denver, Colorado, and he said to himself, "Hey, man, I can't, I can't be out here getting swept." Okay. I respect him for that. I, re, I, I respect him saying, hey, look here. This ain't been our series, but damn it, I'm not getting swept. This is, nah, 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 that would not be on my resume that I've been swept in the playoffs. So I give Anthony Edwards credit for that. But can you do it again in the Mile High City is the question. It's the question. Let's take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to get into what happened last night. And trust me, you don't want to miss that. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go, where sports fans shop and official license everything. And welcome back to Shooting Lifeside. And as you can see, we finna get into what took place last night, Monday night. Oh boy. Down in South Beach, the Miami Heat. Looking to capture the 3-1 lead over the number one team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks. But the Milwaukee Bucks had Giannis back. But I did post on social media. I said, Giannis is back. How effective he will be. And those of you who are just looking at stats, I highlighted it for you. 26 points, 10 boys, 13 assists. He had a triple-double his first game back. His first game back, he had a triple-double. But Yontis into the Kupo was not the Greek freak last night. Here's the thing. You just can't look at stats to tell the story. You have to watch the game to understand what it what transpired. Giannis was not the Greek freak last night. Giannis did not impact the game the way that he is normally impact the game. Anybody who studied the Bucks, who has watched the Bucks, know this. That even though Giannis had a triple-double, he was not Giannis after the couple. He was not the great free. He was not the dude who was in the running for the MVP title. Let's just get that clear, cut, and dry. Triple-double, great. But Giannis didn't put an imprint on the game. That's what we need. When Giannis steps on the court, he puts an imprint on the game. When Giannis is on, you know Giannis is on the court. He's like, well, there you go. He's going in. The great freak is there. He was not the great freak last night. He was just an ordinary player who got a triple-double. That was Giannis last night, an ordinary player who got a triple-double. That injury has compromised Giannis and it has compromised the Bucks. This is not an excuse for Milwaukee. But we're going to speak facts and realness 
the injury to Giannis has compromised him and the Bucks. There's no way around it. Boop Lopez, hell of a game. 36 points, 4 from 7 from 3. Hell of a game. And then that brings me to Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. By the way, Chris Middleton fouled out. When have I ever seen? I have never seen Chris Middleton foul out of a game. Now, I don't watch I every game the Bucks play, but I rarely see Chris Middleton fouled out of a game. He fouled out last night with 14 points. Drew Holiday had 14 points. <sighs> when Giannis missed game two, Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, who barely played last night, Brooke Lopez and mainly Drew Harder, they all stepped up in the end of business. Ever since then, it's not been the same for the Milwaukee Bucks, for whatever reason. I have no idea what's going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I can't put a finger on what's going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. But they are not playing Milwaukee Bucks basketball. I don't know if it's got something to do with the fact that Giannis is injured and he's just coming back or whatnot. And that mess with their psyche some type of way. I don't know. But the Milwaukee Bucks are not looking like the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, I don't know. Can't hold on to the ball. Ball is driven off your foot. You're trying to call time out, but you don't get it called in time and Kyle Lyon knocked the ball out of Giannis's hand. It, it, you can't make shot. You made shot throughout the first three quarters, fourth quarter come, you can't hit a damn shot. I, I Whatever happened in Milwaukee, we need to investigate. To me, part of the reason is Giannis is injured. Okay, even though he played, that man is not 100%. I don't even think he's 80%. Okay, he might be 70%, and that's being generous from what I seen last night. Because he don't move like Giannis. He ain't moving like Giannis. Because Giannis, Giannis is known for giving you a highlight on offense. Running, dunking on somebody, because he had a lot of opportunities to run down the court with the ball in his hand and punish somebody, he couldn't punish nobody. That back injury is playing a role in his game. Y'all might not want to admit it, but damn it, I'm going to say it. That back injury, that tailbone injury, is playing a major role in Giannis, and it might be playing a major role to the Bucks right now, which is why the best team in the league might be on their way out. Now that since I got the books out of the way, let's move over to the Miami Heat. Jimmy Buckets Butler. Play off Jimmy. Whatever you want to call this man, call him. 56 points on 19 for 28 shooting. The man, the man shot eight threes. Jimmy Butler don't shoot threes. Last night, that man was shooting three. He went three for eight from three-point range. But 56 points. Or as my good friends over on Snowman Media would say, 56 points on the board. The Miami Heat scored 28 points in the first quarter, as you can see. 33-28. Jimmy Butler had 22 of them at the end of the first quarter. When you look at that 33 bucks, 28 heat, first quarter score, Jimmy Butler had 22 of the 28 in one quarter. 
That man was unreal. That man was unconscious, okay? I'm not going to sit here and say, and I'm, y'all know me. I speak the truth, whether you like it or not. I'm going to speak how I feel and the way I see things. 56 and 9. That's Jimmy Butler, man. LeBron James didn't have a 50 point playoff game in Miami. The way, way didn't have a 50 point playoff game with the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler has done something that neither LeBron James might or Dwayne Wade. We could throw Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning. None of these guys have done as a Miami, but Jimmy Butler did it, and his team is the AC in the East. I guess the best team in the NBA, the overall one seed in the NBA, and the Milwaukee Bucks. No, we got to give credit. Jimmy, he says playoff Jimmy is not a thing. Jimmy Buckets is not a thing. He just hoops. That's all he does. It don't matter, dude. We are amazed at what you did last night because you needed all 56 of them. If you don't go off for 22 in the first quarter, y'all getting blown out your own damn building by the Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis, don't have to, and Giannis ain't playing 38 minutes. He can actually rest up and get, and get that back and telephone even more healthier going into game five. And probably going to game five looking like Giannis. Now, because he was not Giannis in, in last night. I don't care what. I don't care about the triple double. Giannis was not Giannis. And we know that. Stop. Don't, don't use stats to tell a story when you watch the game. Giannis was not Giannis. Giannis was not the aggressive type Giannis that he normally is. But Jimmy Butler, it is your day, sir. 56 points. 56 points on the board. 19 for 28. Matter of fact, it's tied for the fourth most points scored in a playoff series. And the crazy part about this, and to see this is why some of y'all need to do your research. Thank you, Sports Center, for this. He, Jimmy Butler, is the only person on the list to have a 50 point type game. And do it in under 30 shots. He went 19 for 28. Jimmy Butler did his thing. And that's why the Milwaukee Bucks are in trouble. Because they are down three games to one. You have to win game five to get back down to South Beach for a game six. And you have to win a game in South Beach to get back home for a game seven. You have to win three in a row, Milwaukee. Three. You have to win three in a row. To not be defeated by a seed. The Miami Heat are the first ever A seed to hold a 3-1 lead over the one seed. This is trying time. And I made a post on that. I said, I have never seen so many top four seeds struggle in the first round. This is remarkable. Besides Boston and Philly and Denver, everybody else got a fight on their hands until, you know, what happened a certain team out in LA, which I'm gonna get into, like I said, when that series is finally over, I'll get into them. Then. And it's just amazing. Like how the NBA playoffs might be in madness because top seed is about to get dropped off. Heavenly dropped off. But shout out to Miami 3-1. You got three opportunities to close out the books. Don't take it too lightly. 
Because if you mess around, take it too lightly, and the butt's starting to feeling like the butts again, you could be in trouble. So if I'm you, by game six, by game six back at home in South Beach, you should be the game that y'all close it out. Because if it goes to a game seven, oh, if it goes to a game seven. <laughs> oh, my East champ, my, my prediction to be the East champion is still alive. Until then, I don't like it. I'm looking real bad right about now. That was the opening game for my doublehead, as you can see the statistics here. Look, it's look 43%, 49%, 32%, 40%. I mean, yeah, but there was the Bucks who had the 15 point lead at one point. It's the fourth quarter that jumped this down. The fourth quarter, and Miami wouldn't miss because Jimmy Butler was not going to lose a game. He just wasn't. That was the first of our doublehead on TNT last night. The second of our doublehead leads us to this. Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, villain label play in play role in rejection. And he said he's a victim. The media's making him a victim. Social media's making him a victim. Fans are making him the, vi the villain. Dude, you're the villain because you're the only one opening your goddamn mouth. You're the villain because you're the one opening your mouth. Hey, yeah, it's great that we get to play the Lakers, you know. It'd be nice to play the Lakers. You know, it's LeBron James. It's what the Lakers represent. It's all this good stuff. And the first time they are back in the playoffs, and then we can be the ones to knock them out. Hey, we don't we ain't mad at you for saying it. Yeah, we actually happy that you said it. Yeah, it makes us get something to talk about. Give us something to look forward to in this series between the Grizzlies and the Lakers, two and seven. Then you come back. You lose game one. You win game two. Without your murmuring. And you say you don't respect nobody until they put 40 on you. And you kept chirping. You're the main one chirping. And then you get hit with a flagrant two ejection call because you dropped Brian in the groin area. First and foremost, Dylan Bruce ain't trying to do that in game three. So, secondly, I don't agree with the flagrant two ejection call. And I thought he was right. Part of this was what's going on around Dylan Brooks. Probably did lead to him getting ejected in game two for a frame two call, which I disagree with. Nevertheless, he didn't speak for the media after the game. Kind of don't blame us. A tense moment, you got ejected and off some bull crap, in my opinion. And yeah, okay. And going into game four, though. My Memphis Grizzlies 111, Lakers 117 in overtime. Lakers take a 3 1 lead. Now, Dylan Brooks, you took 14 shots. You took you took 11 shots. You made four of them. That's almost 33% of you took one more shot. You took seven threes, and you made one. You only had 11 points, five boys, and four assists. Yet, if I look over to the guy that you called out, LeBron James, I see 22 points. I see seven assists, and I see 20 rebounds. Now, was all 20 rebounds against you? No. Was all 22 points against you? No. But the main ones were, you know, like the one in overtime when you got called for an and one foul and LeBron made the bucket to actually seal the game? That was on you. When you had opportunity to box out LeBron, but you didn't, and he ended up getting 20 rebounds. I'm pretty sure about a good six, seven, eight of them was on you. You know what Shaq said after the game? 
Dylan Brooks said you don't respect the other two. They got 40. Well, Devin LeBron got 22 points and 20 rebounds. That's 42 right there. LeBron James had his first ever. Let me say this again. LeBron James had his first ever 2020 game in his career. And we're talking 20 years. It took to his 20th year to get a 2020 game. And a game they needed because now Memphis is down 3-1 to the Los Angeles Lakers. Now LeBron James gets his foul, so Hall TV, when, when whatever you see this, you can shut the hell up. LeBron getting his flowers. Uh, Rod, when you hear this, you can shut up because LeBron getting LeBron James' flowers. LeBron James getting his flowers. I got to say, I got to say Austin Reeves, 23 points. Trying to spell it, but you see D'Angelo Russell right there? 17 points, three for eight from three. Now you're asking me, why did I highlight D'Angelo Russell's three for eight? Shooting. I'll get to that. As you can see, the shooting performances from both teams there. Lakers had a 15 point lead at one point in time. Mentis came back. It was just hard to say because Mentis shot less than 40% from the field and damn near and at 20.5% from three. Lakers didn't shoot that much better from three. They only shot 27, then 28% from three. So the shooting for Mentis was terrible yeah, last night, but yeah, they was able to overcome a 15 point deficit to make it a game. But here's the reason why I highlighted the answer Russell's three for eight shooting. Because the three threes he hit was when there was down 90 to, to there was down 97 to 90. Mentis, as you can see here, at the 513 mark, Desmond Bain hit a three that made the score 97 to 90. And if you go back to the other slide, you will see the largest lead for the Mentis Grizzlies was seven. That is a seven-point lead. And then from that point forward, at for the 455, at the 455 mark, D'Angelo Russell hits a three. 97-93. 418 mark, D'Angelo Russell hits a three. 96, 97-96. Come out right down to the 355 mark. D'Angelo Russell hits a three. Lakers take the lead 97, 99 to 97. D'Angelo Russell. On his own, went on this 9-0 run and gave the Lakers the lead, in which it was then a back and forth battle until LeBron James said, All right, it's time for me to put the end to this in overtime. So if you take away nine points from D'Angelo Russell, LeBron James doesn't get a 2020 game. He doesn't get a 2020 game. He doesn't. But since D'Angelo Russell, go back to it again. Go back to it again. Happened to make three threes out of eight. Which was these three right here. And a one minute span from 455 to 355. Changed the game for the Lakers. Changed the game for the Lakers. I know. Yes, I'm that dude who's a Laker here. I can't stand Los Angeles Lakers. I can't stand them. I wish they would lose. That's why I picked Memphis and six. But I'm wrong. Because, damn it, it's going to be Lakers and six. Because once they go back to the crypto.com arena, 
whenever they go back for game six. I think that's the game when it comes to put for the Memphis Grizzlies. And I have a feeling Anthony Davis might Anthony Davis gonna have that game where he's like, I'm sick of y'all. I'm tired of looking at y'all. I'm done with y'all. Get out my building, get out my city, so I can go meet, meet up with either the Golden State Warriors or the Sacramento Kings. This is how I feel right now. And I hate saying it's like poison in my mouth. Because I want the Lakers to suffer every chance they get. I want them to suffer. But unlike most people, I am a fair-minded individual. Without D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers don't win this game. That 9-0 run in the fourth quarter. This is the fourth quarter we're talking about. That's a 9-0 run in the fourth quarter. In a one-minute span, D'Angelo Russell 9-0 run was the turning point for the Los Angeles Lakers. So if we're going to give LeBron his flowers, you got to give D'Angelo Russell his flowers because he came in in the clutch when they needed it most. Okay. When they needed the most, D'Angelo Russell came through. Another break right here, and then when we come back, we're going to look into what take place tonight. Tonight's preview. We'll be back. The Playmakers Bar is proudly to announce that it lettered a partnership deal with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Stream live sports from any device that you have, whether it is your computer, laptop, or even your cellular device. Catch breaking news live when it happens, and enjoy a mountain of entertainment from movies to shows to whatever you love doing. Paramount Plus. Plan starts at $4.99 a month, but right now, you can get a free trial. Just hit that link below with the Playmakers blog and start your free trial right now. Paramount Plus, Mountains of the Entertainment. All right, welcome back to Shooting Lights Out, ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready for more playoff action tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I expect three closeout games. That's right. The slate that you see in front of you, I expect all three to the end series, in which all the teams that have the opportunity to end the series are at home for game fives. Beginning on TNT at 7.30, the Boston Celtics taking on the Atlanta Hawks without the service of Jermonte Murray with Trey Young. I expect Jason Taylor and Jalen Brown, who does not, who is not wearing the mask anymore, to put the final touches to the Atlanta Hawks, and they get ready for the Philadelphia 76ers. At 9 p.m. on EBA TV, out to the Mile High City, where it is the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Denver Nuggets. Now that Joker had him a scoring performance this game full with 43 points, and you had Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, and the crew carrying you the other three games. Now I think Denver puts it all together. The Joker and company put the final touches to Anthony Edwards. And the Minnesota Timberwolves to get them out of the way and prepare for a matchup with the team that's going to win their game later tonight at 10 p.m. after all Celtics is Clippers, Suns, where the Suns lead 3-1. They are back at home and there is no Kawhi Leonard for game five. Which means Kevin Durant, Devil Book, and CP3 are going to put the final touches to the Los Angeles Clippers. In which will prime me to set up my next episode to go off on the Los Angeles Clippers, mainly Kawhi Leonard. 
So with that being said, I expect tonight the Philadelphia 76ers and Boston Series series to be set. I expect the Minnesota, I expect the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns series to be set for the semifinals. When tonight is all said and done. Because it is, I don't want to see no games since any of these series. I don't. Knowing that Kawhi Leonard is dealing with a knee sprain and Paul Joe's been out with a knee sprain. I'm I'm sick and tired of the damn Clippers right about now, even though I, I did pick the Clippers at the beginning of the season to make it out of the Western Conference. I'm sick of the Clippers right now. I am sick and tired of this. This is this is this is really irking my freaking nerves with the damn Clippers. So once that is done, I will have a blog post on the Clippers at Kawhi Manor. And then I will have a favorite file on the Clippers at Kawhi Manor. Yet again. That's how irritated I am with the Clippers. Nevertheless, Phoenix Suns handle business, they were naked handle business, and the Boston Celtics handle business. And we have a series in both sides ready for the semifinals. Boston and Philly, Denver and Phoenix. Tonight, which primes me for tomorrow. We have four games tomorrow. All game fives, with three of them have a chance to close out. And we'll walk, we will begin with We'll begin on NBA TV at 7 p.m. when the Cleveland Cavaliers are back. The Cleveland Charmins, by the way, not the Cavaliers, the Charmins hosting the New York Knicks back in D-Land in which the Knicks can end this now and get it over with and prepare for presumptually the Miami Heat. Or the Cavaliers can man up, grow a set, and fight back as a 51-win team, so I can stop calling them the Cleveland Charmers. That's at 7 p.m. on NBA TV. TNT has the doubleheader as well. That begins at 7.30, 30 minutes after Knicks pass tip-off. The Memphis Grizzlies are back home to take on the All-Saints League to avoid elimination. What will we see from John Morant in that injured hand? Will Desmond Bain follow up that 36th performance with another great performance at home? Oh, will LeBron James Anthony Davis say, I'm sick of y'all. Get out my face. Get Dylan Brooks out of here. I don't want to see him no more. And then what would Dylan Brooks do in this game? Is Dylan Brooks going to have a 20-point game all of a sudden? Is he going to start making shots all of a sudden? Is he going to play defense like he's supposed to play defense? Ah, that's tomorrow. And then going back to NBA TV wins the Knicks and Cavs are done. We had the Milwaukee on NBA TV around 9.30, where the Heat looked to close out the Milwaukee Bucks on the road in Milwaukee. Nevertheless, I don't think that would happen. I think Giannis and company are going to show up at home, and they're going to force their way back to South Beach for game six. And then the series that everybody's so enthralled in is the Golden State Warriors against the Sacramento Kings back in Sacramento for game five. And we all know what the big news is, is, is the Aaron Foss going to be able to play or not? And the other question is, if he does play, can he still be the Aaron Foss with that fractured index finger on his shooting hand? That is the question. We shall see. And the winner of this game usually wins about 75, 72 to 75% of the series when he up 3-2. So the winner of this game in game five in Sacramento goes a very long way. So Golden State might have a golden opportunity to defend their crown and get out of the first round from the Sacramento Kings. There you go. That's all I got for you today.
So if you're enjoying this, thank you for tuning in on any platform, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, whatever the case may be. Subscribe to Children Lifestyle. Stay tuned to every basketball content that I got for you. I appreciate you. NBA playoffs is still going on. It's still getting heated up. Still got a lot of things to be answered here. But then tonight and tomorrow night to get ready for the semifinals or if the first round is extended even further. So until then, until next time, I am the playmaker out here in Justin Before I will catch y'all later for shooting lights out. Deuces. Podcast. You can follow it on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole lot more. This has been Shooting Lights Out. Masterpiece.